This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The Battle for the Black Sea. Crimea and the warm water naval base located there have been strategic real estate for anyone seeking control of the region. From the charge of the Light Brigade to Hitler's desperate struggle with Stalin to secure oil for the Reich, battles have raged in this region throughout history. When the Soviet Union collapsed and Ukraine became independent, Russia was stung with the loss of Sevastopol as a key naval base. It did not take long in 2014 for Putin to insert his little green men, later finding out they were Wagner, into Crimea with the objective of stealing him back. He successfully captured the Ukraine fleet in Sevastopol, sinking and capturing the capital ships of the Ukraine Navy. This was a bitter blow to Ukraine. One can see from the map of the region that who controls Sevastopol has the oversight of the northern Black Sea. The fight began over control of Snake Island, which is in the middle of the trade corridor from major Ukraine ports through the strait controlled by Turkey. Ukraine sailors who defended the island became heroes early in the war for their defiance of Russian attackers. They returned the call for their surrender with a four-letter response. It was a good story, if true. The island has changed hands with Ukraine again, the current resident. There was a time of great concern that Russia could make an amphibious landing near the Odessa ports. This did not happen. With no capital ships or air power capable of reaching or engaging directly with the Russian Navy in the Black Sea, Ukraine adopted more asymmetric methods of attack that have proven surprisingly effective. They did receive land-based anti-ship missiles from the west used to sink the Russian flagship of the Black Sea Fleet. They have developed drone attack boats which have damaged the primary bridges that connect Crimea to critical supply lines as well as further damaged or sunk Russian ships. There has also been sabotage from Ukraine sympathizers or special forces within Crimea. This has forced Russia to pull its naval forces away from the port of Sevastopol, which has been damaged to other ports. Ukraine recently attacked and secured oil platforms off northern Crimea, which can be used for basing air defense for the corridor. Ukraine has gained the initiative in this theater, pushing Russian forces back without a floating capital ship kind of navy. Ukraine has asked the West for further long-range missiles. F-16s that are coming have the capability of launching anti-ship missiles as well, which could significantly extend their offensive reach. Russia does not have air dominance in the region. Their amphibious capability and threat to Ukraine has also been neutralized. Russia's primary weapon of choice left to interdict Ukraine ships in the corridor would be mines. A Turkish ship reportedly hit a mine last week near the Danube port. It sounds like it was a mine from a different war, and the damage done was embellished by the press. There are many instances through history when trade embargoes were contested and losses were absorbed. The North blockaded the southern Confederate ports in our Civil War. Convoys challenged the German U-boats to supply Britain in World War II. The Merchant Marines suffered severe casualties to keep trade flowing. Ukraine is not willing to accept a Russian embargo, so it is securing merchant vessels and self-insuring them in an attempt at corridor passage. They will also reach out where they can to attack Russian shipping lanes in the Black Sea, even the Strait of Azov, if and when they can. This is a war, and whatever is strategic becomes an important target. Whether it be air or water attack drones, anti-ship missiles, special forces, or F-16s, 
Ukraine will be relentless in their pressure on the Russian naval fleet and logistics in the Black Sea. There's been an opportunity here for U.S. farmers to buy fertilizer again at favorable prices. We hope that they've taken advantage of it. Natural gas prices have also languished what we think will be the lower end of a price range, which is pretty phenomenal considering the success that Europe has had weaning off Russian natural gas supply. Russia's natural gas industry has collapsed. They do not have the technical expertise, absent Western companies, to be able to turn it back on, nor will sanctions allow many to buy it. The break by Europe from Russian energy supplies has been forceful and not short-term. Russia has had other oil buyers come to their aid and found ways to circumvent sanctions on oil. The Saudis have helped them by cutting production as well. By the way, the calendar shows that winter is coming and Europe will compete with U.S. natural gas consumers to keep warm. They have liquid natural gas export terminals shipping at full capacity. Other liquid natural gas terminals in the Persian Gulf have suddenly become more at risk. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.